Art of Thriving podcast, where we talk about our journey and how to thrive no matter the situation or circumstance. I'm Jody. Hey everyone, I'm Matt. Welcome to February. We're here. It's February. It's already like partway through February. <laughs> February. February. It's like, it's like when you try to, to spell it. When you spell it. it. Yeah, exactly. February. That's how I feel when I try to say it. All right. Oh, good grief. I feel like all that's happened is that it was Groundhog's Day, and I feel like the, every day is Groundhog's Day. But yeah. yeah, so normally like we take a few minutes and be like, current events of the McComas family. Yeah. These, um, nothing has happened. No, but I want to disagree with the Groundhog because... I know we saw a shadow and all, but all I see here are flowers. Things are starting to bloom, and so I'm claiming spring. Yes, it is. I mean, it rains a lot in Portland. It's cloudy, but man, when spring hits, flowers galore. Technically, it's not spring yet, but it looks like it. It, It's starting to look like it here. The tulips are coming up in our front yard. Mm -hmm. Today, I saw rhododendrons, crocuses, daffodils. I don't don't know what a crocus is. (laughs) So many beautiful things. Okay. So that's it. I feel like that's it. Okay. So kids are good. We're good. We're hanging in there. Life is uh, trucking along. It is. Still loving the hot tub. Loving the hot tub We did get a hot tub. Jody is in it three times a day. Some days. That's true. Morning, lunch, and night. (laughs) It's mostly just morning and night. It's my new routine. After my workout, I get in the hot tub. Most days. Not all days. And then before bed. It is a little awkward sometimes, though, because we do live in the city, and it's, like, <laughs> wide open. I'm looking out our window here. It's We have a shower curtain up at the moment to give us a little bit of privacy. No, it's a curtain. It's a curtain. It's a shower curtain? It's okay. just a curtain. <laughs> oh, good grief. Okay. But, you know, we're friends with our neighbors. <laughs> well, we didn't have blinds or curtains in the biggest window in our living room for months, you guys. So I'm sure they saw a lot of things <laughs> before we got our hot tub. So we okay. broke them in we're early. Good. Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. fine. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, but on a serious note, we're going to talk about something a little more um, significant, heavy. Yeah. Real. I know this is a real deep. topic this this month. It might be the topic of the month for us. Yeah, so it was interesting. We started a uh, grief class with our church. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, three weeks ago, six week class. We're halfway through, more than halfway, I think. Yeah, I think that we've done four of them now. Um, why did we do that? Well, I did it because I have such a strong desire to be healthy, um, and I think. I can always grow in that, and the last year has been full of grief, Um, and so I want to process that well. I want to pass that on to my kids well, and I think the church overall sucks at it, so I was kind of curious as to what it would be like to go through it, and it's been uh, led by a professional counselor, and that has been fantastic. Yep. So that's been really good about it. Yeah, super helpful, like tools, perspective. I wanted to do it just because I think 2020, I mean, in general, like, we're pretty good at paying attention to what's going on with us and mm-hmm. introspection type stuff. But 2020, 2020 was all over the map, ups, downs, roller coaster of great things, low lows. And I think I just needed to, like, pause and, like, pay attention to that and be able to, yeah, put some thought to, like, what was going on with that and how to process it in a mm-hmm. way that's helpful. Yeah, because not a lot's changed this year. So it's a good continuation, and we want to do it well, yeah. as well as we can. 
So that's why. That's why we started. Did you already mention that we also don't want to screw up our kids? Yeah, I really don't want to screw up our kids. But I tell them all the time, like, that's going to happen. So just, and we've put it in in their minds now that counseling is really a good thing, that everyone needs it over the course of their life. And it just points them to Jesus. Like, he's the the one they really need. We're doing our best, but. Yep. (laughs) Okay, we're going to walk through some things here. Hopefully they're helpful. Mm-hmm. And they've been helpful for me, but this, consider this a, an, an education. You're in a class with us right now. We're going to talk yeah, through some gonna things. Yeah, we're going to pass on the things we're learning, which helps it. Like helps me. Root in our hearts. Again, this is all about us. Clearly. And processing what's going on in us. But I think it will be helpful for anyone who listens. So um, I did think it was helpful that she started with the definition of grief. I mean, there's several, but um, in general, it's deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. And it, but it doesn't stop there, obviously. Like, grief encompasses so much more than that. So it's also caused by deep and poignant stress. Is that how you say that word? Poignant? Poignant. (laughs) can't say that word either. Caused by bereavement, deprived of of something or someone. The normal and natural response to any kind of loss. So there are so many kinds of loss. Right. Um, It's not just the death of someone. It's... It is a lot. There's of like things. very traumatic death, loss, that type of thing. Then there's yeah. the abuse, there's really, divorce, yeah, but it's totally. everything like transitions or missed opportunities. Yeah. So the fact that our kids haven't been in school for ten months that has significant and the ripple effects of that. Like each loss there's yeah, grief. it's loss. It's yeah, it's losing something that could have been or should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Things like you know infertility, mm-hmm. miscarriage. Uh, scoliosis, like all these things. So, but uh, you also said the words normal and natural response to, and I think that's, yes. we'll talk about this in a second, but uh, I don't know if it's normalizing it, but it's uh, it's a, giving yourself permission to experience experience those types of emotions that come with loss. Mm-hmm. Super helpful perspective for me. Yes. And when you don't, when you don't process it or you don't think it's normal and you stuff it, it comes out sideways eventually. Yeah. And that is what I don't want to happen in yeah. my life. Okay, let's talk about some of the highlights. What, what have you been learning? Okay, so here's some helpful thoughts so far. Um, acknowledge the truth of what you're feeling and the loss you have. Be honest about what you really feel. And that's not easy for me or for anyone, I think. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, this is like a theme of mine, like spending, like pausing and taking the time to actually acknowledge the things. Yeah, yep. I just don't do that. I move on because it's uncomfortable or I don't, not interested in it. Mm-hmm. So... Yep. Here's a big one. Don't compare grief. Don't minimize it. This is huge. This also hit home with me because even last year I was like, well, we didn't lose our job. You know, we're not, we haven't had anyone die from COVID that's super close to us. Um, but there's still grief. But we know lots of people who've died. Right. Just not in our immediate family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But comparing it is where you um, get in trouble as far as. Yeah, and even, acknowledging it. And personally, correctly. like when we talk about our daughter having scoliosis, and I have literally had people say to me, Well, at least it's not cancer. So that's supposed to make me feel better. Yeah. Yes, I'm thankful for that. And it still is not fun to walk through, and it's brought a ton of loss and grief. Yeah. So that's a good example. Okay, here's here was an interesting one. Other people's opinions or of your grief doesn't matter. That yeah. one. Because your grief is your grief, and you have to process it. And just because someone else doesn't know how to enter into that doesn't mean 
that your grief isn't valid. Yeah, I think there's room for like processing grief with others and like having them. Oh yeah, we'll talk input, about that too. But mm-hmm. someone's flippant remark of like, just get over it, sort of thing. It's, I mean, yeah. that opinion should not matter to you. Mm-hmm. It does. Like it's hard for me to to ignore that, but. Right. Which yeah. kind of leads into this one. Don't fix other people's pain. The point isn't meant to make it better. So, grief isn't meant to be fixed. It's meant to be carried. Everything's meant to be fixed. Yeah, that, unfortunately. <laughs> we all can have that mindset. Uh, this class, I was like, Nicole, her name's Nicole. I was like, Nicole, just give me the answers. Like, how do I fix all of this? And again, she's she like, don't fix it. This. It's not meant to be fixed. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'll let her know you felt about it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then grief always touches on other grief. Yeah. I mean, this is a big one for me too. Just that they build on one another. There's a snowball cumulative effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Compounding. That's the word she used. Compounding. Grief Mm -hmm. compounds. And then it touches on other grief and ebbs and flows, all those things. Yep. Which is why it's so important to process it as you go. Right. So, yes. Okay, so those are the highlights so far, the stuff that's really kind of resonated with us. Um, She is really good about kind of giving you tangible things. Nicole's our hero now, so. Who we are. So, and this obviously is in the context of someone who follows Jesus, but the relationship with God and relationship with others. So your, um, your, that's your foundation. That's your starting point is your identity. Mm-hmm. And, but it's meant to be done in relationship with, with God and with others as well. And we're wired that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're meant to acknowledge our pain, which we've already talked about. And even Jesus did this. I mean, and it's all through scripture. And one of the reasons that I love the Psalms is because... There's so much emotion portrayed there. Like it's an mm-hmm. acknowledgement of things that are hard and good. And yep. so we're meant to do that. Yeah. And it, back to what we said before, unacknowledged grief. I mean, it builds and builds and builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So naming, what is the loss? Yeah. What is it you're going And it's okay through? to name it. It's actually like really helpful to either say it or write it down if you can. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. Yep. Yeah. Recognize pain isn't meant to be fixed, but carried. This comes up over and over and over again, every class. And so I feel like I'm still sorting through what this means in my head. Um, because I think there's elements of where you're going to grow and like stuff is going to be um, healed or become less and less acute. Yes. I guess. But you're still carrying that kind of backpack of experiences of grief and loss mm-hmm. throughout the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then this one, there's so much we could say about this one, but we create narratives all the time. And so if we don't acknowledge our grief, we can create wrong narratives around our grief and our stories are meant to be shared. And so often when we share our stories, other people can be a sounding board even or help us reframe even the way that we're, we're seeing our story because sometimes it's not... Um, I don't know. It's not always accurate or we can Mm -hmm. reframe it in a way that's more helpful for us. Yeah. So yeah, those narratives can be really important. That's great. Okay. So there's, we 
spoke to this a minute ago, but the kinds of loss, there's all kinds of loss, and there's a big long list. So let's just read some of these. So the loss of safety, identity, trust, uh, like broken trust with a relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, loss of opportunity, maybe, yeah, whatever. It could be job, it could be education, whatever it might be. I mean, obviously death, um, loss there. It can be very intangible, ambiguous loss too. Um, We've talked a lot about ambiguous loss, and it's like, actually a great ambiguous loss is our kids schooling, like virtual, having to go to virtual school. And our daughter started ninth grade. It's very ambiguous because, uh, there's just, there's probably not going to be a closure to it. Um, but it's just this weird thing. Like she doesn't even, yeah, it's ongoing and she doesn't even really know what she's lost or we don't know what she's lost. So it's very ambiguous. Uh, lots of stages of life transition type stuff, um, can involve loss, uh, yeah, like moving, changes in marriage, breakups, starting school, health changes, uh, even financial retirement type stuff. Um, and of course, like anything related to addiction or stuff like that can be. But she was even talking about painful. how positive changes still bring loss. Like when right. you get married, it's an awesome thing and you're celebrating this and yet you're leaving your family. Yeah. You're, you're you know, moving into a different relationship. It alters all the relationships. So even really good change brings loss in some way. And so acknowledging those things can be important. Okay. So many myths around grief, right? Uh, And we could talk a lot about this, but one that we want to highlight. Yep. Okay. This one was fascinating to me because she was saying that the, the stages of grief that everyone's so familiar with, you know, it's like uh, the grief cycle was actually done with people who had terminal illness. Well, that grief cycle is going to look very specific to that group of people. And so that alone is a myth that that's how everyone processes grief. And you don't ever finish the cycle, basically. And you don't just go from one to the other. Um, Another myth, you don't just get over it. I mean, I hear people talk about it all the time. Are they not over that yet? Right. No. You get through it, not over it. Back to that grief cycle. I just, I think I'm learning that it's not a linear thing. It's like this ebb and flow, more dynamic, up and down, all around. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to compartmentalize and have a model for how it works. And there certainly is kind of a framework, but it doesn't quite work like that. Nope. Yeah. And there's certain triggers for for people. Right. So, you know, even, you know, we've had lost a baby, had a miscarriage 15 years ago, but there will still be things that will trigger that and brings grief. Yeah. 15 years later. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, so lots of weird things, too, about our physical body, cognitive ability and emotions, how grief affects it. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff there. Yes. Loss of I memory. Mean, it's Yeah, it's not just in, <laughs> like one area of our life. It impacts yeah. everything. Like you were saying, memory. It can give you, you know, GI distress, sleep, anxiety, uh, panic attacks, Heart issues, uh, it increases your blood pressure, um, pain is a really big one, headaches, like all these things that can stem from a traumatic event or from grief and grief unprocessed. It's good, man. Okay, so this is my favorite part. What can you do? <clears throat> yes, we like to do the things to fix it, right? Because we want to fix it. <laughs> I'm learning you don't fix things. It's only taken 20 years of marriage. <laughs> Some things can um, be fixed, like yeah. the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much grief. The dishes in the sink. 
So there, there's a few things that we've done that have been interesting. I haven't done them all. I haven't done all the homework in the class, but... He's, he's not as responsible <laughs> of a student as I am. Let's just be clear. Oh, uh, you want to go there? No, let's not go there. Okay, what, the first thing we did, a grief timeline. And I've done similar things, but I've never actually done just the grief timeline. So that was the first thing we did. So and all that is like for the last, well, since you're a child, as much as you can remember, break yep. it up into like five-year increments and just name the grief that you experienced or the loss that you experienced throughout mm-hmm. that. Um, I did my, uh, mine was full, like interesting, um, stuff I hadn't thought about in a long time, but just the good process to acknowledge that and see what you observe even about that. So mm-hmm. you had something kind of interesting with that. Well, the I, volume. It was a lot. It felt heavy. Yeah. It was just a lot. I think, you know, everyone has different journey and different life circumstance but there was just a lot of grief and death specifically so which from makes, an early age yeah so but it makes it correlates to like why you feel all of that like it again it's yes. cumulative and builds and builds and yep. um, especially unacknowledged grief but yeah and why i have certain fears mm-hmm. in life and anxieties mm-hmm. and um it's all it's all related connected. to that yeah. yeah so grief timeline super helpful next exercise was a lament exercise and I um, am a big fan of lamenting, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this when it comes to, like, justice issues yeah. in the last four years, especially we've been talking about this. But Yeah, I, I just think even in Scripture, too, like, the, the framework of lament has given me um, uh, permission to go there and, like, the, the healthy side of acknowledging the things that are broken and hard and painful and all those mm-hmm. things. So, so walking through that, and even in this context with, was naming a specific thing. Oh, if it is a specific thing, it could be more general. But just starting and saying, journaling it out and talking to talking to God about it. But we framed it like you would a psalm where, yeah. you know, like it had certain sections that you processed through, how you wrote it out. And so, especially for us, you know, it was like, name your, <laughs> name your, what'd you call it? Basically, name it. Name whatever your thing. it is. <laughs> name your grief. Name your loss. Um, name the pain and yeah. um, be really honest about it and just let it all out there. <laughs> Lay it out um, to God in this case for us and talk about the emotions that you feel. And yeah. um, But then also bringing God into that, like then taking your focus back to, but who are, who are you? What is true of me in this? How have you met me in this? Um, so I think that's really important. Good uh, to think about because my issue with grief or like really any kind of introspection thing is it can become like this spiraling into negativity, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, it, sometimes you've got to go into negative thinking, like acknowledge the reality of the negative things. But the lament is like to do that with an eye toward a God who loves you, your identity in him, those types of things. So it's, We'll talk about this in a second, but it's the messy middle. It's like mm-hmm. there's stuff that's wrong, but there's also stuff that's right. Mm-hmm. And how do you live in that with a healthy perspective? So, Yeah. So is there anything specific you learned in that process? Uh, no, I didn't actually do the oh, lament exercise right. in this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's right. Okay, but what did I... Do what I that, say, not what I do. One of the things that stood out to me, I even said it, I was like, oh, I was less angry. But I think I, one of the reasons is because I've processed this certain situation for the last several months, and um, that's been helpful. But even just to name all the feelings and then to release it. 
So it brought like yeah. this sense of release and laying it down. And Surrender. Yeah, it's the, open hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. and being reminded, oh yeah, this is who I am and who God says I am, even in the midst of this hard thing, and I'll just continue to trust Him through it. It yeah. doesn't necessarily make it less painful, but there was a a releasing in it that was healthy. Yeah, I just I, like the picture in my mind is like a lament as you move from like just this closed angry fist on whatever grief it is to opening it up and offering it mm-hmm. back to the Lord and saying, yeah. "This sucks, but I know you're with me and." hear my prayer so yep yep okay uh one other third thing that um we're supposed to be doing this week Mm -hmm. i've been loosely paying attention to this one Mm -hmm. keeping tracks keeping track of things that help us feel well and those that don't yep yeah so what are those things for you um i really enjoy a hot shower that ends in a really cold shower (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that has to do with a lament at all, but I've discovered the, uh, what but, is it called? The Fruhoff method or yeah, something? that's right. Yeah, that's totally unrelated. So, But it's all connected. It's 100% connected. How we care for our bodies affects our emotional state, spirituality, the whole thing. So me. <laughs> <laughs> Kill us. Let's move on from the shower. <laughs> this is going downhill fast. <laughs> what else? <laughs> um, I can't think of anything Let's see. Um, I think probably blocking out my time so I have, um, so I can pause and pay attention to deeper, significant things. Yeah, making space. Mm-hmm. Making space. But working out for me, working out. Yeah. Is helpful. I'm mixed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes my body feel better. I like working out. Yeah. Um, Most of the time. Yeah, I mean, taking care of our bodies is a big deal. So for me, supplements, and it's interesting because we talked about all the things that grief does to the body, and um, our gut health is connected to our emotional well-being and our physical well-being, and everything from sleep to anxiety, stress, it helps us to do that. And so when I started implementing that into my life, it helped every other area significantly. Yeah, it's so all that is a really big one for me. Making time to read. Um Spend time with God, mm-hmm. quiet, <laughs> um, going for walks, being in nature. Those are things that I love. Nature. And doing things that are purposeful, like yep. in our work that's purposeful. Okay, we, well. uh, we're we getting a little long-winded here, so we're going to wrap okay. it up. So final, final thoughts here. Yep, just reiterating some of these things. All of our emotions are normal and okay. I just have to know how to move through them and carry them well. Yeah. So, so uh, I would just say... Yes. Um, secondly, for me, I spoke to this a second ago, but we live in the tension of experiencing grief and all the good things. And that's mm-hmm. okay. It's going to feel messy mm-hmm. and maybe a little head spinning at times, but learning how to live in that space. There's a lot of theology with that, but learning how to live in that space with an eye toward um, yeah, kingdom things in the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. One that, uh, was pointed out to me <laughs> as a one on the Enneagram and being a perfectionist is feeling like I have to have some of my stuff together. Like I have to come in a more presentable way. She's like, no, like you can have negative emotion and come as you are with God, but with people that are close to you in your family and it's okay for them to be in the process with you. Like don't come expecting to have it like look pretty. It's okay. Amen to that. Amen and to that. that and that it's not actually helpful to do that. 
even with people that you love. So, yeah. Um, what else? Um, uh, we talked a lot about anxiety. We, uh, we aren't going to have enough time to cover that, but I think anxiety is a big part of that too. Um, but learning how to control thinking or like stop your thinking that moves into negative, negative thinking was super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, really for me, like the biggest one is like grief is meant to be carried, not fixed. That was someone that was like, Oh yep. I try to fix everything, but it's just the experience mm-hmm. goes with you and you get to learn how to integrate that into your story and tell that story. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that story gets, there's some redemption, you know, on the side of heaven, there's some redemption along the way too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Maybe we'll leave a couple of these for our next one. I feel like we should do one more on this when we're finished with our, with our class. When we've mastered it all. Oh yeah. Really mastered it. But I'll leave you guys with this question. Maybe even think as you're processing your stuff, how do you, how do you sit with negative emotion? How do you feel when it comes up? What do you do with it? I make jokes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my goodness. I go hide. I'm going to go hide in the hot tub. Go sit in the hot tub with my negative feelings. <laughs> yeah. But recognize, and, and having that conversation with the spouse, too, is super helpful. Because mm-hmm. we process grief differently. Yep. Anyways. That was a lot. Woo! And we'll, we'll do some more. Welcome to there's class. So much. That's right. But that's what we're learning, you guys. And it's helpful because we want to thrive in life. And this is part of life. Processing yep. grief. Make space for it. Be as healthy as possible. Use those tools. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's all. So until next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye.